like, why does my okay have to be like, okay? Like, what is that, baby? Okay. Audition. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to like be on the breakfast club? Um. <laughs> That's what, she, what I think on the Breakfast Club um, for their podcast. Um, Charlemagne goes yo 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 yo, and it's yo 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 yos are like at least twenty. I'm like, okay, what is this guy gonna stop? I can't. You know how he's extra. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess I shouldn't talk right now. Okay, next episode I'm gonna have a new intro. Maybe I'll like beatbox or something. <laughs> okay episode episode 25 see i checked in advance so we're not i know like what episode is this right episode 25 y'all hey 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 i'm your girl young rony ron tired as hell but still out here and i am janielle janielle mccoy j braids yes j braids (laughs) um yeah welcome back to behind the stage pod um it's funny because you know as we know and as we say all the time here Mm -hmm. you are constantly on the go on the go on the go but like potting especially now that we've kind of like mastered this like remote potting thing it's Mm -hmm. like okay i get to like this is like my woosa even though it's work it's mm-hmm. it's still very like oh, okay i just i don't have to worry about what i look like right now i just gotta like sit in my like drawers and my t-shirt and and just talk my shit so yes. like i'm very thankful for this platform i'm obsessed um, i love it it's yeah. um yeah it's 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 dope being on your feet all day or all week mm-hmm. just go 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 and we can just now that we're doing it remotely <laughs> yeah it like it works it works so yeah shout out to us for figuring it out yeah for real um yeah just leveling up every time but anyways yes. let's jump right into the shits how was your past two weeks i guess a week and a half since the last time a lot a lot has happened for both of us i'm sure a lot has happened and total sidebar there's a part of me that wants to get my teeth whitened (laughs) oh yeah i want to get my teeth whitened but the thing about it is is that i asked my mom if i can get it done and she told me my teeth are mad sensitive Mm -hmm. because i grind my teeth i actually wear a mouth guard um that i hardly wear Mm-hmm. And it's causing major problems that I'm not wearing it because a little piece of cold breeze and you catch my mouth mm-hmm. and I'm like done. Like, yeah. it, I don't think anything is as painful, maybe childbirth, but yeah, a toothache. Yeah, trust me. I, I, I completely and, agree. And childbirth are like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> neck and neck. <laughs> I'm so I've never I've never been, I've never had a child, but a toothache I am done. It has me out yeah. cold, and my teeth are getting affected because I grind in my sleep, mm-hmm. and I don't realize that I do. And then sometimes I'll actually I'll actually like realize that I'm doing it. Um, just like walking or working or whatever and then I have to stop myself there was a time where I legit 
finished work and my mouth was swollen. And I'm just like, yo, why does my mouth hurt so much? And then I realized it's because I was clenching my teeth so much. Didn't realize that I was doing it because it's like, it's, it's a natural habit. Yeah. So when I went to the dentist, they told me that, yo, like over time, if I don't wear my mouth guard, my mouth guard, my teeth are going to be like chiclets. Like I'm going to be shaving down my teeth. Why don't you wear your mouth guard? Well, okay. Forgetfulness, number one. Um, I got a brand new one, which is good because the other one, (laughs) this is going to sound fucked up. The other one, I, (laughs) my gag reflexes. (laughs) (laughs) the other one was messing with my throat (laughs) and every time I'd have it in my mouth I feel like I want to just like throw up Uh, because I'd always be afraid that I'm gonna swallow swallow it yeah I'd be yeah I'm like I'm like yo what if I swallow it at night and then I don't wake up (laughs) like those are the things that were going in my head and my mom was just like Janelle you're stupid (laughs) like you're not gonna swallow this big thing in your mouth like there's no way but it's a psychological thing so she ended up getting like a flexible one Mm -hmm. and it's just one that I put at the bottom of my teeth and it's it's a lot better but it's forgetfulness but after going to the dentist and the dentist telling me that you gotta you gotta do this or else you're gonna have pain for the rest of your life and by the time you're in your 50s, you will have little chiclets. Like, that's yeah, just yeah. how it's going to be. So, um, yeah, that's that reason with that. But because of that, my mom told me that I'm not a great candidate for getting my teeth whitened. They're going to make it extra so sensitive. Exactly. Extra exactly. sensitive. So I'm a little yeah. bummed about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a little bummed about that. I'm also thinking about getting braces. Mm-hmm. Um, braces versus teeth. veneers. I mean, not veneers. Uh, yeah, veneers, veneers. Yeah. In, yeah. Either one. Um, I'll probably do like see if I can do like maybe an Invisalign or um, I was talking to a homegirl. Yeah, mine. that's what I meant. Not veneers. Invisalign. Yeah. yeah, Invisalign. I was talking to a homegirl of mine that I recently um connected back with. Um, shout out to Christina. She actually had braces or she's, she's had braces for three years and I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And she's taking them out this year. And she's just like, yeah, it was the best decision ever to get them. She was, uh, she said she was a little self-conscious mm-hmm. about it because being older and you have these like train tracks and stuff like that. But she was like, you it's, it's cool. Like it is what it is. I'm trying to fix my teeth. So I'm thinking about going to, um, I'm going to get like um, a check at the ortho to see if I'm a candidate for it. Cause yeah. you know. Yeah. Why not? I, um, but Invisalign could also help you as well. Cause it's funny that you mentioned all True. this teeth stuff because I literally went to, uh, I had an orthodontist appointment last week as well. Um, in regards to Invisalign. I've had braces, um, Mm -hmm. but over time, you know, your teeth will do little shifty things. And I'm like, my teeth are still straight, but I can can see like little shifty things happening. So Mm -hmm. I was asking for for that. Um, It's not cheap. So I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, so what up with my insurance though? Like y'all can't, you guys can't like, let me know while going with my insurance. Um, and, and it's funny it's like literally we had the same teeth experience like 
I also asked about whitening. Like I always, I've always like whitened over the years and, mm-hmm. um, and like, you know, I brush with like baking soda regularly, like every day. And like, so, you know, I've always, always done that kind of stuff. But I was asking about like professional, um, whitening and the mm-hmm. dentist said to my, himself, he was like, before you even, He's like, we can give you the trays and do all this, but before you even like spend that bag with us, like look at the over-the-counter stuff, like look at the the white hmm. strips, you know, the cold okay. white strips and that sort of thing. Cause it'll be like a 12 or t- 10 day program or something. And obviously hmm. for a fraction of the price. And I know like my cousins from back in the day would like swear by these white strips and they worked. Hmm. So it's like, you don't necessarily have to jump to, you know, the dentist level of whitening. And obviously, Mm. as we know, like everyone's getting just their teeth done, period. So people are not even worrying about their real teeth anymore. They're like completely getting like the whole fake teeth thing. And then obviously you don't have to worry about the shade, but if you still want to be natural and everything, maybe you can still try the, the white strips because mm-hmm. yes, the sensitivity will be there while it's happening, but then it'll go away. True, true. Yeah, I'm definitely going to look into that because I'm really interested, especially now that I like do TV mm-hmm. and stuff and the camera's like so close to me. Mm-hmm. It's little HD. things that, yeah, mm-hmm. it's little things that I realize. <laughs> like, I don't know if anybody else does because people tell me my teeth are so white, but I'm just like, ah, these yeah. little things just kind of bug me, but Overall, those are the things that I was just going through over the last And I completely agree with your girl, Christina, in terms of, you know, when you, aside from the thing of like being an adult and and doing these things that seemingly seem like things you would do in your preteens or teens to like, at the end of the day, we are one life. And if anything, you know, we've especially learned that in 2020. Mm-hmm. And, and really, it's all about cultivating your own level of confidence and happiness. So whatever that yes. means to you, like, you know, tea, get, get your teeth done, get your ass did, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not against any of it. You know what I mean? Because Facts. at the end of the day, like, it, it's, it's what makes you feel great. You know what I mean? So it yeah. is. No, I feel you. So, yeah, I was on my little cosmetic journey over the last two weeks and um other than that I mean work as usual um (laughs) the month of August or I'd say July August has been very crazy um so obviously I made it if you were on my Instagram I made an announcement yesterday or say (laughs) over the last few days ago um, a few days ago Monday today (laughs) yes yes it's Monday um so um I uh made an announcement on my Instagram that I did my first cover um I styled um Chatelaine magazine and um, insert insert applause Yes, yes. I sh- I um did my first cover styling Tracy Moore for their Black Lives Matter um, cover shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did it in July, and um, I, you know, one of it's so crazy, and I know you know this too because you work in like in TV and film where you can't say much. 
Yeah. Like mm-hmm. whenever these things go on, you're just like, okay, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. This is so exciting when people see, oh my God, it's such a huge deal. Yeah. And when I, when she told me about it, I'm like, okay, cool. And I spoke to the creative director and they were just like, okay, so we want an all black look. And they showed me a picture of what they were looking at or what they were thinking of. And I'm like, all right, cool. This is what we're going to do. Um, Tracy Moore is an amazing, like, she's so, she's one of my best clients, honestly, to work mm-hmm, with. Nice. Like, just very receptive. I remember going to her house and we were trying on looks. And um, I, you know, it was like an all black look, as everybody can see. But with that being said, I still wanted it to be a statement. I still wanted it to be powerful. And I wanted Tracy to look beautiful because it was her first cover of anything. Wow, that was her first cover as well? I believe so. I, be- I think, I think, no, you know what? No, it wasn't. I, I don't, I think so. I think so. I think she mentioned that. But um, in terms of like this magnitude, um, it was a big deal for her, especially with her just taking a stance. And, and she's been also- doing so. And let's also get into the fact that she has a whole ass afro on yeah. the cover. Like, you know, anyone who knows Tracy yes. Moore, she's, she switches up her hairstyle, but it's usually like a sleek sort of, you know, flowy mm-hmm. long hair sort of look. So that in itself, too, is a big deal. So that's dope that you were yeah. like a yeah. part of that whole moment for her as well. It was so dope. And the creative team, all black. Like mm-hmm. the photographer me as a stylist, the hairstylist, the makeup artist, they, her and Chatelaine wanted to make sure that the creative team was black. Perfect. So sh- it was, it was beautiful. It was perfect. Um, we all had to wear masks because <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was done in July. It was my first shoot, like being that small. Like there was a lady mm-hmm. about maybe 10 of us mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. room. Um, the only one that didn't wear a mask was Tracy. And um, yeah, it was just awesome. So shout out to Chatelaine Magazine, um, the creative director's son, and um, Tracy for bringing me on this opportunity. So it comes out August 27th, and the digital copy comes out August 21st. So, awesome. Um, yep, it was, it was dope. So accessory designer was black, the boots um i believe her name was on tejan or tijan mm-hmm. um she was i used her and um the necklace designer like yeah i had to make sure like yeah it was going to be a huge issue and to see my name mm-hmm. <laughs> even on chatelaine's um instagram even to see my name in the magazine like i, I don't know That's it's a little surreal too. absolutely because you've yes, been grinding so- and you know yeah. it there's there's something about um having your work or your name attached to something that will live forever you know what I mean? Yes. And that's why like the magazine and the print and having your name in the thing, like that's never, ever going to change. That's something that you can show your grandkids. It's going to be mm-hmm. a vintage issue one day. Like it's a big yes. deal. Yeah. It, it's a big dope. Deal. So I saw you doing and... a little 
post up with your family a little congratulations <laughs> thing with your family that was so cute yeah with my dad he's he, my dad you you already know my dad my dad is a like a, a real yachty a jamaican and <laughs> he doesn't deal with emotions yeah. <laughs> a man of few words yes a man of few words I and mean, even when he talks like nicely it's still rough yeah. And he's like, you know me love you, right? Yeah. You know me you, you know love you. He was just like, I'm proud of you. And I'm like, dad, why are you yelling? <laughs> like, why are you screaming? Why do like, I want right to cry here. right now, though? That's so <laughs> He was like, me love you. And he was like, me, I'm not here. I'm on my head. But my, I'm getting goosebumps and my hair just stun up when I sing <laughs> your name. I'm like, oh, my God. Can you not? <laughs> oh, my God. I wish I was yeah. there. He was too, it was, it was a lot. It I'm was, like I'm literally like, tearing up right now. <laughs> I just know that energy. Like this is how yeah. they show love. Like he's so I can hear bad. you that you're crying. I can hear you Honestly, <laughs> is, uh, why am I such like, oh my God, I thought I was a thug. You're so, you're <laughs> such an actress. <laughs> you're going to write into an emo, emotional mood. Like, wow. Zero to a hundred. Now, but for no, real, that's super sweet. No, it's dope. And um, I got to see you in your directorial debut, which we will talk about. Yes, yes. And you hired your girl hey. to be costume designer for... your friends so they know it's real. Hashtag, Facts. Hey. <laughs> Facts. So, yeah, like, girl, last week, on that video shoot, my God, like Ooh. what an experience, yeah. what an experience. But I want to thank you for bringing me on yeah, to do no the problem. costumes for, um, can we say it? Can we say what music video is? Uh, <laughs> Are you to say? Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> by, the okay. next, by the next episode, yes. we will say it. <laughs> yes. But well, we did a music video. Um, we can say it it's for, for a Sony uh, artist. So, yes, you know. it's for a Sony artist. Mm -hmm. um, and um, you're paying me, girl. You're paying me. So, that, yeah. hey. <laughs> Listen. So, that was dope. We, that was dope. We have both done many of free things. And, mm -hmm. you know, my philosophy at the end of the day, even with CHP, is just like, yo, we're still working with very humble budgets, you know. Mm -hmm. But of course. if there's a dollar to be given out, my people are getting that dollar period Facts. you know what i mean like Facts. So, yeah and but um i will let you take it away wait i want to hear about the division <laughs> concert i know we've oh yeah you went to yes. that i had a ticket yes. couldn't come because you know i was yes in full-on you know pre-production mode with the music video so mm. you and tisha went and um hollywood jade mm -hmm. <laughs> funny enough yes our yes. guest from the previous episode um when Hold i told him that guys. i was going because um he asked me what i was doing that day and i was just like because i think he wanted to go to a drag show and he knows why i love drag so mm -hmm. i'm like i'm going to division he's like oh my god i want to go i want to go and then tisha messaged me like right then and she was just like um sharon is I'm selling her ticket Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, Jay, you worked out. Go? Worked out perfectly. You see that? Like, <laughs> perfectly, perfectly. And Jade was just like, ah, uh, give me like five minutes. I'm gonna think about it. I gotta figure out how this is gonna work. Mm -hmm. Within two minutes, Jade was just like, I'm coming. Where do I meet you? 
Jane got dressed <laughs> everything and met me downtown and we went to Division um, to their drive-in concert. Wow, what an experience. Mm-hmm. What an experience. Um, COVID friendly and all of that. Yeah, I I was really skeptical. I was I kept asking Tisha, Tisha I'm just like, how's this going to go? Where are we going to sit? How am I going to do this? And she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just calm down. Because you're, you're nervous. Yeah. Like, you're just like, okay, am I going to see? Like, I'm, like, how's the vibe? And um, yeah, it, it, how it was run was just perfect from um, they, um, when you got to the gate, mm-hmm. somebody came to the door um, with a mask on and they're like, oh, do you have any alcohol? Do you have anybody else in your car and like no and they're like okay can you pop your trunk and I'm like what pop your trunk for what because they're saying that um because you know how um in the car you're supposed to have that certain amount of tickets so if you purchase three tickets then you're supposed to have three people in your car but what they're thinking is certain people would hide somebody in their trunk what no Yes. No. So that's why they were checking. <laughs> no. That's why they were checking. Yeah. Because my dad, I was telling him the experience and he was just like, yeah, you know, people can put somebody in their trunk. Like oh my hide gosh. somebody in people their would trunk. go that extreme just to not pay? Oh my girl, God. That's embarrassing. Girl. Yeah. So I was just like, because they didn't, they weren't like searching the trunk. They literally just popped it, made sure nobody was in there and closed it. That's hilarious. And it's it's a regular size car. I could see them maybe doing that with a van or a truck. (laughs) But bro, I might just curl up in my outfit and I just come out. (laughs) Can you imagine? Imagine. Imagine. (laughs) I would die. Like, you know, like those clown cars? (laughs) 20 mans just pull out. Imagine. That's so hilarious. they checked that, and, um, and then there was another part where they would um, check your tickets, and then they gave you a menu if you wanted like popcorn or anything of that oh. nature, like small little like refreshments and little snacks. And um, how that went is there's a barcode on <clears throat> on the menu that they give you, and then you scan that barcode. Technology, I tell you, mm-hmm. you scan that barcode, and then the full menu pulls up, which is the menu that you have in your hand, and you order from there. And then um, each when you go into or you drive into the space. Um, they look at your ticket and their ticket will say the space that you're in. So they have these little squares that you would park in. And um, I believe we were in like an L4 or something like that. So we were kind of close to the middle. And um, say if you wanted food, you'd put um, the space that you're in and And order your food and they'd bring it to you. So somebody would come either... Uh, riding their bike or walking and so on. Wow, and, um, very yeah, interesting. That's very cool. cool. That's a very yeah. cool experience. I had a question in regards, because I had only recently, like when I say recently, within the past like two months, like during this COVID time, was my mm-hmm. first experience at a drive-in movie theater, like ever. So I know that when you're going to a drive-in movie, you have to put your car or your radio on a station in order to mm-hmm. hear the movie so what yes. were, was that the same thing in terms of hearing the sound or was it just live like you can stand outside and hear him properly 
Okay, so they had two stations that you could hear the music. The mm. only thing is, is that the music, the radio was delayed. Oh, so, weird. Yeah, so that was the problem. But because the music was so loud, like the band was so loud, you yeah. could hear it because they had like two or three speakers, I think four speakers beside the stage. So you mm-hmm. can hear everything really clearly and this drive-in space i thought it would be a bigger space like if you were at the back you could kind of see what's going on and you could hear it very clearly okay so you were good good for that and um everything the cars were social distance so if your car was parked at say l4 they had like two empty spots and then then after those two there would be another car. I so remember. it wasn't really pack up. It wasn't yeah. really pack up. Because all the videos that I had seen, it did not look pack up. But it's like, mm-hmm. I know, obviously, you know, the shows were being sold out, which is why they kept yes. adding for dates. And, you know, but exactly. like, yeah, I'm really like, shout out to the city. We, um, we're actually friends with a, a woman who was on the, on the, committee or who works for the company that actually put the concert on and like a Mm -hmm. few months ago we were just um joe and i were just on the the phone with her talking about the possibility of a covid friendly concert happening Mm -hmm. and then to see it actually happening because they had had like one or two and didn't really have like big turnouts but yeah to know Division one was probably like the first it was I believe the first like black urban sort of yes a big high level um you know COVID concert experience and like everyone in the city like came out for that because we've probably just been thirsting for yes something to do that was cool and exciting and what I love about um the drive-in vibe is like and uh, this was new to me in seeing you know the drive driving experience for the first time is like people like reverse their cars and sit in their trunks and we'll have like yes. the little setup and they'll have like their you know their blankets and yeah put signs up and I even saw people pulling up on yachts because it's on the water I'm like this yes that's swag like I like this, this it's so cute, cute. and it, it it had this nostalgic high school feel to it like I don't I don't know. Like Jade and I were like, yo, this feels this feels like high school. Like it was like a parking lot pimpin' vibe. Yeah. Like you know when you're at the club. Yeah. Like you know when we used to go like we never went to the club. Sometimes we just go to the like the parking lot. Like you're you're catching a hype, same way. Exactly. That's what it felt. (laughs) That's what it felt like. It was just a really cool vibe and yeah, I really enjoyed it. So shout out to Division and everybody involved in that. Like, superb job. Superb yeah. job. But yeah, it was dope. That's dope. That's dope. And you know what? It's good that hopefully, I don't know if they can sneak another or something in in the fall. Hopefully. But when it's not really going to be hit the same in the winter because everyone's going to be yeah. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. Everybody in their parkas and nobody's gonna go on stage. (laughs) Right. That is not happening, but you know when you're dressed when you're dressed appropriately, it 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 might kick one still. True. In your Canada goose, why not? Canada goose in your in your um your onesie, like all of that. So that's cool. Um, But yeah, like 
For me, man, these past couple weeks have been jam ram pack. It's like I know that I'm mad busy when obvious still I'm not even like a super frequent poster on IG, but like mm-hmm. I know that I recognize that I'm mad busy when like simple things stay on my to-do list, like like posting the picture that I have in my phone on IG, like goes like it takes me weeks to do you know what I mean and I'm Mm -hmm. just like yo like so um yeah like myself I had a few like yourself I had a few first experiences um I want to shout out my girl Monica um who's studying at McMaster University we had an interview um she actually interviewed me when um Benny the artist um painted the portrait of me and that's when we Mm -hmm. first connected and and um and then we reconnected Monica and I in regards to her wanting to just um interview I think it's for her final project at school um Mm -hmm. interview other like you know BIPOC women who are pretty much just like creating space for themselves and and um you know, working in entertainment and that sort of thing. And she, she listens to the pod. And I remember her saying, like, I think I told you, she was like, man, like I had your podcast just playing in my car. And I just felt like I was like talking to my girls, like, you know, and, and, you know, we had like a little (laughs) Toronto vibe and it was, you know, um, reminiscent of just her being back in the city and stuff like that. But yeah, like being able to kind of have that experience with her was like, cool and new for me as far as being a part of like her school project thing as far as like her last assignment so um yeah we had a really great conversation and um I believe I will have the link to that interview soon um and shout out to her for going to McMaster University hello mm-hmm, absolutely <laughs> like that ain't easy that is not exactly. easy at all so kudos to her yeah and um what else happened? So, uh, Joe and I, Crossroad House Productions, where wasn't where we were invited to um, do a Zoom workshop for um, the Rose Theater in Brampton. So we had, you know, started a relationship with them in in like last year, I believe, um, mm-hmm. in regards to bringing a theater production out there. And then obviously because of COVID, those that didn't happen this year, but mm-hmm. they reached out to us to kind of speak about um, being in film um, and how we use our art to create change. And, and, you know, so again, that was my first experience doing a Zoom workshop. And it was cool mm-hmm. because it was like, it was like things that we think is just normal. Like people really look at it like, wow, like you are really like practicing what you preach, you know, and something as far as like hiring, you know, people who look like us in front of and behind the camera is a way that we can literally create change in our own industry as far as film and theater and entertainment. Um, so shout out to the Rose Theater for bringing us on to, um, you know, that platform to just share with the people, you know, it was kind of cool to like have people kind of mute and unmute themselves when they wanted to be a part of the conversation. And we had to find out, you know, um, we had to do like an icebreaker sort of, uh, 
sort sort of a game and I was like okay how, what kind of icebreaker can we do you know that doesn't involve people being directly around you and so it was interesting just learning how to like pivot and still get your points across you know mm-hmm. um uh, I, I may have to come to you in regards to sorry to cut you off I mm-hmm. may have to come to you in regards to how to do like icebreakers over zoom because I know from my workshops, obviously, because of social distancing and so on, mm-hmm. like, I don't know when I'll be able to go physically into a classroom mm. or into like a, um, a community center and so on. Because around like fall, winter, I um, do a lot of workshops with youth. So um, I'm starting to like prepare workshops right now. And mm-hmm. it'd be great to know how to pivot while like, do, like doing something for zoom because that's been one of my biggest struggles right now so yeah yeah we'll yeah. definitely have to talk about that <laughs> yeah for sure and also we know like that's also tisha's department too so mm-hmm. she would probably have some insight on that as well um but yeah for sure um what else i um went away and we rented a house and did some like cottage like things it wasn't like a real hardcore cottage but it was cottage like um very cottage like girl when you guys were outside in the water <laughs> oh yeah we went jet skiing oh yeah I went yes. jet skiing. that was that very cottage fun. life that was very very <laughs> fun i say that because the water wasn't right outside of our house we had to like drive five, 10 minutes down the street to the water but it still counts it was super <laughs> bougie. It wasn't right outside of the house. You know, it wasn't really cottage. You know, we had to drive to a lake, you know? <laughs> like, you know, okay. There. But you know what? As I feel like as we've all learned us as Canadians for the first time, I've truly had a Canadian summer. And it's been fun. Mm-hmm. Like the, the little times that I'm, I peep my head out from behind my desk, I'm literally like enjoying and seeing the beauty of, um, our country, you know, and of our city and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So it was fun to just be away from home with friends and we were hanging out and, you know, playing games and eating amazing food, of course. And I mean, I was on my laptop the whole time because I also had like a treatment that was due that we needed to submit by a certain time. So I was like, yeah, guys, I'm here. Yay. Pass me the, the ping pong and I'll throw it once into like beer pong. And then I'm back <laughs> on my computer, but still trying to be a part of the mix, you know, <laughs> but like overall, <laughs> I was like, that is hilarious. You know? But it was, it was true. And I was like, you know, when you're trying to catch a piece of the hype, but like mm-hmm. overall, it was just great to like, kind of just vibe with people that you don't get to see that often and like have your jokes and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, yes, as you mentioned, definitely had my first um, directorial debut for music video. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can we say that again, please? A little louder for the people in the back? Yes, girl, your girl is a whole ass <laughs> director. Have my little mm-hmm. director chair and everything. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, I told you I was trying to get the balloons. I wanted to get the <laughs> balloons. I wanted to get the vinyl and put your name and right? Troy's name on one. You yes, know? yes, absolutely. So Joe and I, you know, from CHP, um, yeah, it was it was amazing. Like the way everything came together, it was it was very um 
hectic and there and you know it called for a lot of pivoting and you know i'm also in control controlling the budget factor of things and the hiring and all those things outside of the actual picture itself and then joe and i together you know we're making treatments and shot lists and making sure that our vision is coming to life and you know he had a very specific desire and request that we had like a soaker tub and you know by the grace of god we were we were just given access to everything that we wanted for the video and everyone came on you yourself handled the shit out of costumes and that was like such a mm. relief for me because it was the first time in chp history that i didn't have to deal with costumes you know what i mean yes and so it's just like i think like i'm learning the importance of like honoring your capacity and honoring other people's capacity so it's like i know what my focus needs to be in this place so i need to like outsource for somebody else to take on you know the other portion that would normally be my responsibility as well you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so it just kind of like worked out really great the artist was so thankful and so happy um yes. that we all kind of like he he just saw this big production happening all for him you know and all for mm -hmm. him in terms of like executing this project to the best of our ability you know so it was just amazing to like again hire our friends you know like you were mentioned with the chatelaine you know black people were a part you know in all areas hair makeup wardrobe lighting um directing editing like the whole shebang you know um mm -hmm. and so we're still in the process of editing the project and to well when this pod comes out which is you know today monday yeah we will we will be in um hamilton just completely on to the next project shooting a short film so it's just like one after the other one after the other um so your girl is tired and very much manifesting a vacation at this point but yes. overall like i just see like god just stretching me and stretching my ability and the things that i've kept in my secret place are now coming out on display you know mm -hmm. I've, I've had the thoughts of directing but didn't know what that truly means because if you ask me you know what camera lens and da 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 i don't know i don't have those answers for you but when it comes to a vision and what i see in a frame and what i want to see in a frame and how to accomplish that um i know that i can deliver in that area and also i can also see like my experiences in other avenues for, so us from styling days me from being in iatsi and being on film sets for the past almost 10 years and you know and also being an actress it's like all of those giftings came together in in this experience you know we were mm -hmm. dealing with we were dealing with video girls who were great but have never acted before so i understood like the grace and patience that it takes to describe okay babe this is what i need from you this is this is the thought process that needs to show on your face and i'm i'm expressing that and there was mo one moment where our lead girl like almost had us all in tears because she was just in it yes. you know what I mean? 
she ha- she oh, really she was she really connected amazing. you know Ugh. and so i'm just so proud of those moments because it not only am i like pulling giftings out of myself and and i got to like really big up you know my business partner joe and again my whole chp team but like he has a gifting in pulling out people's gifts you know what i mean and he would like always be like yo roni you can do this you can do this and i'm like no you know and then i'll just get pushed into position and i'll be like okay i guess i'm here now i guess i'm doing it and then it will Mm -hmm. always like end up being you know a good thing and um yeah so overall like i'm super excited about it it's our little baby i'm so thankful for the team um the crew the cast everyone who just like trusted us you know and we just wanted to like level up you know we had tisha in the sign-in station we had our ppe on deck temperature yes. taken craft service was on point like i was like we are striving for excellence we're not perfect we're learning as we go but what we will have is excellence in our environment you know what i mean like what like i said our our you know in all transparency our our budgets are still very humble you know but it's like if you can say that you've come onto a chp project and bit felt seen felt felt respected felt you know needed you know got taken care of you know felt safe got fed had a good Mm -hmm. overall vibe you know what i mean then we would hope that you would come and work with us again you know what i mean so, yeah, it was I, a vibe. And and also, mm-hmm. the first location, like, wow. Yeah. First of all, like, I can't wait till all you guys see, like, this video. Like, that first location alone. And even the second location, like, it's just, <sighs> it was so good. It was so good. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm excited. Um. Yeah, me too. Um. But, um. Yeah, I feel like we've had been in the intro for like an hour, <laughs> yes. which, is, which is fine. This is our recap. Um, yes. But, but yeah, like that's, that's pretty much what has happened in both of our couple weeks, a whole ass lot. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. Oh, you didn't. Okay. One more thing. You didn't mm-hmm. get to watch the uh, Beyonce movie yet, right? I have not. I'm trying to see, like, I need to be in a very calm state of mind and Mm. really, like, take in everything because I've been on this go, go, go thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't really like watching things when other people have watched it because you you got all these opinions and everything just going on. Like, I've tried to obviously the visuals have all come out like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was there for the fashion and so on I like those little things Mm -hmm. but I I want to take it in when the hype is almost kind of kind of going down down down. yeah yeah I told you and then I can come up with my own ideas and so on because I've been hearing good things like amazing things let me not even say good amazing things Mm -hmm. but I've also heard like everybody has their think pieces of course and everybody is just like well this and many africans also have um a lot of opinions yeah Mm -hmm. regarding regarding the um the movie so i want to look at it through like a very objective like subjective lens yeah yeah yeah. and just really like take it in but i mean (laughs) the fashion zanika harris 
like Zanika Aris, I should say. Amazing. Like she's just, she's on a, she's on, she's on um, in a league of her own. Absolutely. And again, the whole thing of like making it a point to use as many black, um, artists you know as possible um Mm. so yes i've watched it at least three times by now um Mm. and i didn't have you know i saw everyone's think piece i didn't even read a lot of them um i didn't do much commenting on it on social media i you know i think the first and only thing i said was like there's too much to pick from so i don't Mm -hmm. i'm not picking any i pick all like you know what i mean as far as the looks um Mm -hmm. i agree with you i'm i'm like that when it comes to tv shows i i like to like let tv shows die down and then i kind of like get into my own little vibe and watch and you know catch up on everything the only thing Mm -hmm. that i want to bring up with the beyonce thing um of course aesthetically beautiful but what I like and appreciate about no matter what anyone thinks or feels about her intentions and this and that and that, one thing I appreciate about a Beyonce product, a Beyonce visual product, is that it reminds you that you can literally do anything like as far as your creative aesthetic. Like I agree in terms of the way we wear our hair, in terms of if I want to mix 50 prints, I can do that. In terms mm-hmm. of being a whole ass head to toe glitter baby, even if I'm just going to the mall, like that's the part that, that's the overall message that I get. It's like, yes, like wear all your shit. Like do your hair how you want to do it. Wear your makeup, wear your popping lip. Do your nails in your, you know, in your extravagant way. All of mm-hmm. it, all of it. Wear 50 necklaces at one time. And it's like, yes. I personally take in that. That's what I personally got because I can say that, you know, as a person who has always been, um, always been a fashion girl ever since I was a kid everyone always knew me to be like oh Sharona the like the experimental one the wild one had every hair color every type of fashion style all that type of stuff you can't really box in my look but I can say that as I've gotten older it's like Mm -hmm. there there have been times where I'm thinking to myself like hmm like do I need to tone something down? Am I too old to do this now? And I'm just like, what am I saying? Like, you know yes. what I mean? Because you see grown ass women like a Beyonce, um, mm-hmm. like um, a Joe, what's her name? Ambrose. Um, June Ambrose. June, June Ambrose. Like grown mm-hmm. women who are living in their fashion, a Tracy Ellis Ross. You know what I mean? Yep. And like grown women, like I'm not comparing myself or thinking about what the 20 year olds are doing today. I'm looking mm-hmm. at growner women who are older than me, who are just expressing their full, the fullness of their creativity and their confidence. And that is what Black is King did for me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like, that, that's, that's all I want to say about it. Like it's beautiful aesthetically. We know that it's stunning. Like I'm as a, as a, as a film person, I'm not just looking at the costumes, of course, that's one thing, but I'm looking at the different shots. I'm looking at like the 
the lot the like landscape shots and the long crane shots of like beautiful desert and beautiful water and and all of that type of stuff and I love that um she mentioned that it was filmed all over the world you know yeah you can tell so I like that type of thing. That's what I'm more so paying attention to. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's, yeah. that's all I got to say on that. So yeah, when you take it in, you know, you'll, you'll have your own take on it. But as far as mm-hmm. just kind of giving me that, that recharge of confidence, um, yes, that's what I got the most out of, you know, um, yeah. And shout out to the Jamaican um, synchronized swimmers. Hello. <laughs> They were Jamaican? Yes, girl. Oh, yes. yes. They were. And I love me yes, some synchronized swimmers. Yep. Yep. Obviously, black is king. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> on the kind of uh, segue, if you will, mm-hmm. you and I have been having private conversations um, surrounding surrounding color I keep forgetting that I need to like sit in a particular position with my struggle struggle mic right now um so I'd be trying to get too relaxed and I'm like oh hold on (laughs) you're like me you have a minute when I was at your house you're like you need to you're too far you're too close to the mic you're too close you're too far away from the mic (laughs) yeah like at this point I'm gonna need you know what I would love to have a like a device that like hooks the mic just to like my head kind of thing like what they use in theater so like what Tyler Perry them have so it's like I can move freely like you, you know go walk around do chores <laughs> exactly <laughs> but anyway yeah like I was saying like you know we've been talking about the topic of colorism lately and mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it's not new. It's always been something um, in the world, in our environments, mm-hmm. and, it, you know, in the workplace, and that kind of thing. And it's just like, I don't know, for some reason, right now, there's been a lot of, like, new, like, new conversations surrounding um colorism and you know obviously we're going through this whole like new wave of like black lives matter and justice for our people and all these things and but it's very interesting that you know and and we can't ignore the fact that we still have like these sort of issues in our own communities too you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like as far as um how we judge each other so yeah i just want to like kind of talk about that a bit like just you know what are your thoughts have you had that you know experience with dealing with colorism overtly or like covertly um yes ever since i was a kid to be honest with you um Mm. yeah i mean when I was a kid, I was actually a lot lighter than this. Oh, um, interesting. R- red skin, as they say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I find even during the winter time, like many of us, um, we turn a little lighter because we're not really getting a lot of sun. Yeah. So um, 
yeah, colorism has been around, like, and especially being um, in a West Indian culture, mm-hmm. like, anywhere you go, it doesn't matter, um, like, <clears throat> somebody will look at you and be like, oh, oh, you're so red, oh, you're so pretty because you're light skin and this, that, and the third, mm-hmm. and because my hair is long too, <laughs> yes, it's almost like it's, 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 uh, it just adds more fuel to the fire. Like almost like if a dark, if I was dark skin, I couldn't have this type of hair color and so on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And or I even hair, think or hair length. Cause hair you, length, I should say. Yes, hair young, length. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So like, yeah, I've been facing this all my life, especially even being in the industry that we're in, which is entertainment. Like mm-hmm. I remember Tracy Moore, um, from City Line mentioned, I think this is when the Black Lives Matter movement was just a real, like a real thing going on this earlier, this, I think it was earlier in the summer. And she mentioned if she was not the skin color she is, she wouldn't have gotten so far. And wow. it's facts. And she, she put it out there and she talked about it, I think on breakfast television, on a public wow. platform. And it's true. It, it's, it's true. I look at myself and I know for a fact that if I maybe was a few shades darker, I don't know if I would be this far. And that's just, that's just real, that's just real shit because it's still this whole white type of complex. Like the more lighter you are, the more better you are which is, gosh, it's fucked. That whole paper bag theory, Mm -hmm, (laughs) it's still mm -hmm. very real. And we as Black people, we may not be, like, we have our own issues when it comes on to colorism. Like, we look at each other a certain way. I know even with certain men, a lot of men who have this light skin fetish. Mm-hmm. You have to be light skin with the curly hair that's more exotic. Mm-hmm. And if you're dark skin, it's like you're like the bottom of the barrel when in fact there are some most the most beautiful dark skin women. There's so many. So, so many. it's like so it's it's just it's really it's really messed up that our culture has certain views like that. It's not even just our culture, even Indians. Like mm-hmm. South Asian people, even Asian, like too. like like yeah. Chinese, J- Japanese, like they all have that in within their cultures as well. Yeah, it, it it's... Ha- I, I remember not to cut you off, but I remember um, like being in Japan and like literally like you know you'd go into Mac for example, and there would mm-hmm. be nothing darker no, nothing close to my skin complexion i remember mm-hmm. i remember um being in china uh, actually and getting a facial and then Chardet said like you know <laughs> yeah like oh yeah girls you can do my makeup like just for fun we were just on like on a little layover or something mm-hmm. and I laugh about it all the time with DZ because I'm just like, yo, why was her face so powdery after? Like, they tried to, like, their best to match her skin tone, but it was so far off because they just didn't have the product, you Jeez. know? And I was like, welcome to this geisha. Like, 
kids that like but yeah, it, it's all over the world. So but wild. yeah, continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 all over the world, and yeah, it's um like I said, it's something that I face. But it's 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 wild. It's a wild, complex. I I don't get it, but it's just it's just how it is, especially mm-hmm. in West Indian culture. It's yeah. there, and it's something that my mom had to call out people on. Mm-hmm. Because my mom is dark skin, my father is about maybe my complexion or maybe mm-hmm. a little bit lighter, and there'd be times where, when I was younger, they wouldn't think that um, I was my mom's child, mm-hmm. and my mm-hmm. mom had to call people out on it all the time. Mm-hmm. My sister actually went through something with Yara where my sister is a little bit like a little shade darker than me. Like if you really want to look through like a microscope, mm-hmm. like you'd see that she's a little bit darker than me, but overall, like we're pretty much the same complexion. Mm-hmm. And um, my sister went to an event and she went with my mom and um, she showed someone a picture of Yara. And the person was just like, Oh, your sister had a baby. And my sister was just wow. like, no, that's my that's my daughter. And you know how Yara is light because yeah. Leon is a lot lighter. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I didn't know you had a baby. That doesn't look like you. Like, wow. And my mom was just like, what do you mean? And you already know who my mom is. Oh, Lord. Yes. <laughs> my mom was just like, what do you mean by that? And she's like, oh, it's just because she's just, she doesn't really look like Leanne. She's just a lot lighter. And my mom was just wow. like, oh. So what is that supposed to mean? Because I'm like, you know, this is my daughter. I'm dark skin. So I don't know what you mean at the fact that Yara doesn't look like Leanne. That doesn't make any sense. And she was like, oh, I was just saying, I thought it was Janelle's. And when I, to- when I, when my mom told me that, I was just like, I was like, out of curiosity, was this woman dark skin or light skin? And she was a light skin woman, mm-hmm. a Jamaican light skin woman at that. So yeah it's 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 so sad like don't like like don't people know that like us as particularly as black people we literally come in all shades and tones like it's such a wide spectrum i just don't like so for me in my experience like i guess yeah i mean both of my parents are brown. I'm, I think I'm darker than both of them. Um, mm-hmm. And I also love to tan. Anyone who knows me, I love being as dark as I can be. You know what I mean? I just think like my yes. skin just looks rich and strong and flawless. Like all them little like veins that you might see when you're in the winter on your legs and stuff. They're gone in the mm-hmm. summer. Like I stay on us on the beach getting my layers. You know what I mean? And it's just so mm-hmm. interesting because even in my own way, I've definitely experienced people thinking that I or vocalizing that I was... Um, pretty or prettier because I was brown skin with curly hair you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like for me particularly the the curly hair coolie kind of look it was always like a thing that 
Yes. I noticed that I didn't notice it as, as being anything in my regular daily walk, but people's reaction to me or when I would hear them compare, you know, like we talked about this whole like exotic girl thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if, if you're not light skin with light eyes and curly hair, then the next best thing is being brown skin with the like curly, coolly hair. And the, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, what is that? Like, I just don't, you know what I mean? Cause I'm just like, yo, if you guys knew half the time, like my hair is in like a messy bun and it's a friggin' bird's nest. Cause I haven't combed it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Whereas, you know, I've seen women with like 4C hair that is down in their backs and like beautiful and strong and healthy. And, and it, and yes. I just don't, I just, and it's sad because it, it's, it's also something generational. So like I said, like, you know, I may not have experienced it from my parents, but in speaking and observing older people in my family, the conversation is normalized in terms of like light skin being a little bit better, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, my mom was telling me about a friend of hers who was, you know, the, the dark skinned child amongst the children. And back yes. in, in those days, you know, the, this friend is an, an older woman, but back in those days, you know, her mom told her not to call her mom because mm-hmm. she didn't look like her or, you know, I've, I've, I've heard stories, you know, again, in my own lineage where like, Back in the day, like in the Caribbean and stuff, it, it's kind of like, you know, the village raises the kids. So your mom might mm-hmm. live over here, but you might grow up in the house that's down the street because that woman just liked you and you're always at her house. And, you know, it's just that thing, like the community raises the kids. But I've literally heard yeah. stories of like, you know, people being like, oh, you like her? You think she's pretty here? Take her. You know what I mean? Like that sort mm-hmm. of thing because oh, I have this light-skinned baby. This is my ticket. This is my token. This is, I'm going to exploit this baby for all that it's worth to get what I need to get, you know? And and, and that's, mm-hmm. that's not like, it doesn't mean like sexually or anything, but it means just like, you know, yes, my little pretty light-skinned baby. No, don't go into the sun for too long because you don't want to change, you know? And even with women, like our peers and stuff, like like I know women who, won't go into the sun because they don't want to get don't want to get don't want to make their skin any darker and then they'll say things like oh you know my foundation's expensive and I don't want to change it like what (laughs) like really I I just you know okay fine whatever but I know one thing about Sharona I got my summer colors and I got my winter colors okay because a a girl changes shades okay 50 shades yes like all of that that's me in, in my little makeup kit because my my color changes based on where exactly I'm at, you know? and there's nothing wrong with that but it's very interesting and we have to be aware of it um, as we speak to each other you know what I mean and really? as, as we walk through life like like why do you think that person's attractive do you think they're attractive because they have, you know, the green eyes. Would they be attractive if they didn't? Would they be attractive if, you know, they were five shades darker? Like, 
you know, you really have to like challenge yourself. And I just don't think like enough people do that. And so we, we, we have all these sort of like historical brainwash things going on in our minds and, and we, it's almost like we can't help it. Yeah. And I also feel like maybe that's the reason why I, I tend to go for dark skin men so much mm-hmm. it's almost like i'm trying to go against the grain <laughs> mm-hmm. like it's like you're like, trying to rebel <laughs> yes i'm like I'm literally trying to rebel yeah. because every woman every girl that knows me and all of my friends know me that janelle will always choose the dark skin man like give me the blackest black man <laughs> i love it i want to see all your teeth in the dark i am that <laughs> girl I'm obsessed because I look at like a dark skinned man is just beautiful like mm-hmm. stunning when their skin the sun is just glistening I I love it no shade to the light skinned men because y'all will always be in <laughs> y'all don't <laughs> y'all have to work all, that hard mm-hmm. trust me y'all will always be in y'all are good y'all are great but my dark skin brothers yeah I got you like I'm there 1000% but yeah, I feel like it's a rebellion thing. My, my mom has always known that about me from time. And because I know what she's been through, she's gone through as a child, like my mom is dark skin and she was always called the blackest one, mm-hmm. like the little black one. The little black one, yeah. Yeah, all the time, all the time. And she was the oldest. And out of all of her siblings, she was the one that was into like always in the hospital or something like that. My mom was like the most healthiest one. And um, it, it's crazy. They, they never really like, people never really looked at my mom, <laughs> never really gave her the time of day as a child. Mm-hmm. But now my mom is the one carrying everybody. Absolutely. Like, that's that's handling what the happens. business. Yep. Yep. My mom too. handling the business. And yes, your mom as well. Mm-hmm. Handling the business and everything. And the one that's just out here doing the shit. Mm-hmm. And and it's 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 wild. Even this whole like I know women that purposely like they're dark skin and they want to go for somebody maybe um, light skin or somebody that's a different race so they can have mixed children Mm -hmm. because that whole mixed children um, fetish is real. Yeah, absolutely. It's real. As soon as you have a mixed breed child, the the one with like the um, black and Asian, because you know, anything mixed with Asian, they say is like beautiful, like black and Asian kids like everybody loves them like they're all and they're gorgeous <laughs> like yeah. black with anything really is yeah, stunning absolutely <laughs> like let's just be real you put a black and asian child they're stunning you put a black and caucasian child stunning and i know women that are on that even men that are on that too mm-hmm. it's 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 such a psychological thing but we just got to do better like yeah we got to really love our own and really accept who we are and I mean, if you want to love another race, that's cool. Love is love. Yeah. Like, but don't, it is what it don't is. do that in self-hate. Exactly. Right? Like, don't, exactly. Don't, yeah. Like love yourself as well, equally as, as deep and hard. And when you talk about like your, you know, your preference being dark skinned men and that kind of mm-hmm. thing, I feel like I share that too. I, I've never been into light skinned guys. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, my preference has always been like more darker tones as well, but it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, I just kind of approach everything and everyone with that sort of just open mind and see, you know, see what, who you are and what you, what you're all about. But as far as just like what we're talking about, pure aesthetic, like definitely I've never even like thought twice about like, oh my God, he's light skinned. And one of my like personal things that I don't particularly like is the whole like light eye thing. There's nothing like attractive about that to me. Like no offense if you're, you're born the way you're born and that's cool, but that's not the thing that's going to pull me ever. Facts. Because (laughs) I remember, okay, so Tasia like made reference, it was years ago and I never forgot. She was just like, blue eyes are icy and cold and like brown eyes are warm so now when I look at me with light eyes I'm like oh you're so cold (laughs) I swear it's just this weird thing like I don't know but when she said it to me years ago I just never forgot about it and like brown is just warm and cozy and I just you know so like it's, warm and cozy yeah like like my black kings and queens so that's just that's or, just, or in jamaica we call them pussy <laughs> what pussy pussy eye pussy that's pussy my dad eye. my dad pussy eye i'm just like what <laughs> sure would i like a pussy eye them <laughs> yeah that's definitely a jamaican <laughs> and he's like my dad and my mom like all the time i'm like you guys they don't yeah. even like they'll go up to like uh they'll go up to a Caucasian person and say like their eyes are pussy eye. Like my dad has done that done that. I'm like, dad, they have no idea what you're talking about. Can you just uh, can you just say you have they have nice eyes? Like why do you have to be so yachty? That, that's the thing with Jamaicans. We're so aggressive that we just expect <laughs> you to know what we're talking about. Cause to us it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, puss, yeah, puss, you know, so she had puss, yeah, yeah, like, you know, like, like, you're the dumb one for not understanding what means. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Um, but also, just like a, a, a sidebar on this colorism thing, like, uh, I think recently, like, over the past, like, week or whatever, there was something that uh, like a something in the news or something like an article or something talking about women with natural hair are less likely to get an interview. CNN. Oh, okay. So it was CNN. It's like, are we just, is this like another- Like no shit, Sherlock. (laughs) Like, like, is this another situation of like, like, are we just realizing that black people have like, issues that other people don't have to deal with like like how everyone was saying like y'all are acting like black people are new out here like we've been here y'all are acting like like we never been had this hair issue in the workplace like are you serious yo like why is this new news when i seen that post on my instagram i dropped my phone it says researchers researchers say i'm like number one who are these researchers and have they been have they been sleeping under a rock for many years have they been under a rock for like over like 40 50 60 years because last time i checked this ain't new this is not (laughs) this is not new i've been dealing with this shit 
<laughs> since I've been natural. Yeah. I've been natural and and my mother has had natural hair. People like before there was even perm, women have been dealing with this. Like that's why many black women or to say some black women want to go the whole re- weave route to get certain jobs because if you have straighter hair or if you straighten your hair with relaxer and so on you'll either get the job you'll get the interview and you look more professional and it's bs it just blows me it just blows me and there was this meme that was like a picture of a woman and she was like me at the interview and it was her with a long weave and then me once i get the job and it's back to the afro (laughs) that was me yeah, I remember you saying that before. And it, it's yeah. just so crazy that that does have to be a part of your process, like a mm-hmm. part of your think process in terms of, okay, what is going to better my chances in, you know, being a part of this space? Because it's like, it's unfortunate, but the reality is we have to deal with people who are not as progressive or who are just ignorant like yeah you know it, it's a reality especially when you are entering um an industry or you're in an industry that is still predominantly like white or just non-black mm-hmm. you know it, it and again it everything just comes full circle to like the power in being your own boss and the power in like creating space and position for yourself in order to then hire people who who look like you at the end absolutely like it's absolutely call it what you want professional nepotism whatever i don't care i'm here for it because guess what every other culture does that shit and they don't apologize for it and they're not shy about it you know i agree or even do research on the company, like whether it's going in there or looking at who's on their like who's on the board of directors or whatever. Because there are certain companies. Let's let's face it. There's a lot of people that do not have the entrepreneur entrepreneurial hustle or yes, entrepreneurial. That's true. Like, that's true. They're just not. They're not it. Like that's totally yeah, fine. That's because okay. at the end of the day, there are CEOs in companies, and they're awesome and they still called the shots Mm -hmm. so it's a matter of going into these companies and really like looking at like how diverse how how diverse there are like i've been fortunate enough to like even with city line i remember my audition i had with them i rolled in there with bantu knots and I was nervous as hell. I'm not even going to lie. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, I don't want to do my hair. <laughs> I'm like, I'm coming in here with Bantu knots and these are staying in for two and a half weeks. Like, mm-hmm. I am tired. And I got the job. And the first, my first City Line segment, I had Bantu knots in my hair. Mm-hmm. And I, like, like I said, I was talking to, um, I was nervous. And I was talking to um, my assistant. And I was just like, I don't know if this is going to fly. Mm-hmm. And she was like, why? She was like, you are a black woman. This, you're showing style. Like, what's the problem? And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. And when I spoke to Tracy about it, she was just like, Janelle, at the end of the day, you do your job. You do it well. They do not care about your hair. Like, they will not say anything. These people, yes, they are Caucasian and so on. But they're, they're cultured. Like, they know what's up. Like, I'm a black woman being in TV. I've been in this industry for years. I've had different hairstyles and so on. And nobody is going to say anything because 
they realize this is how black women's hair is and they don't care what you <laughs> look like in terms of your hairstyle as long as you come there correct you'll exactly. be good exactly as long as you're doing your job effectively exactly like, it's true um and just in my own little way this is this is not pertaining to hair or anything but even in in i think i mentioned this when we were talking with to jay too um in me doing my self tapes you know what i mean like i'm auditioning and that sort of thing and it's mm-hmm. like i know that there's a certain like i know that you know i have braids in my hair right now and my headshot mm-hmm. you know is my curly hair or my hair straightened you know based on which headshot my um my agent submits and it's like mm-hmm. There was a part of me before that was like, oh my gosh, I can't change my hair. And I never changed. I haven't changed my hair for years for the purpose of wanting to maintain my look on my headshot. You know what I mean? But it's like at the same time, I'm just like, yo, if you guys can't use the imagination that the film industry is built on, which is Mm -hmm. we know we can change her look with hair, makeup, wardrobe. It's like, if if my hair not being curly in my audition tape is the thing that prevents me from getting the job, that's just ridiculous. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, say that it's my acting. Say that it's, you know, you weren't the right, like, look for this job or whatever, but not because, like, my hair changed. You know what I mean? Like, that's just ridiculous. Because at this point, like, we know that actors are chameleons we can transform we can lose weight we can gain weight we can you know get crooked teeth get straight teeth whatever we need to do to become the person we need to be so it's Mm -hmm. just like it just kills me when people in various industries just move like they have no foresight like they can't see like you know but then it goes it also plays into the thing of like people don't want to work too hard people people just want you to just give them the product straight in their face. This is who it is. This is what I look like. You don't have to do much to me. Like I get that too, but it's like, I've stifled my own personal style um, for my, for the potential of like booking a job. You know what I mean? Many, many times. And I'm kind of just like over that at this point, I'm just like, yo, I'm going to put on these lashes. I'm going to wear these stripes. It's like, I'm like rebelling now. You know what I mean? It's just like, I just, I just cannot because at the end of the day, I'm just like a true believer of like, what's meant for me is meant for me. You know, I'm going to play by the rules and I'm not going to be like, you know, this hardcore rebel in any one direction. But at the same time, I'm not going to shy away from like how I want to present myself, you know, going back Mm -hmm. to going back to the whole like what I learned and what I gained from like black is king you know what I mean it's this is how I'm presenting myself and that's just it you just gonna have to deal with it period I feel I feel you 1000% however there was a moment in time I'm not even gonna front about I'd say about sometime last year I think it was early last year mm-hmm. I was really tempted to perm my hair like mm-hmm. really tempted. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I was going through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just at this crossroads because I'm like, my hair was getting longer. I was just getting tired of figuring out like what to do with it and so on. And yeah, there was a part of me that really 
wanted to do it and then people were just like oh you know you could maybe put like keratin in it because it's like a temporary thing and I'm just like oh it's just it's it's still it's still a psychological thing because you know Mm -hmm. it's like maybe if I had straighter hair like doors would open up a lot easier for me and Mm. you know Mm-hmm. You know, it's just those things that you, it's always at the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Like I have braids now, which is cool and whatever. I may do like full locks again because I like the fact of not really doing my hair. <laughs> I got mm-hmm. accustomed to it. Yeah. But like, even with the full locks, I remember what I kind of dealt with having that in my hair. Um, although people, like a lot of people thought it was beautiful. There are many people that said, you know, they kind of look at me. A little differently you know mm. so it's those little things you got to think about it especially when you be on tv You're not saying that they're going to say anything but you never you don't know you don't know you don't know you don't know and then you're still in that space of like you know creating your contacts and you're climbing and you're climbing so you don't necessarily you still want to be conscious of you know of all of that still right because you're mm-hmm. still trying to like make you know make your climb and that sort of thing and I get that yes. and 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 also just historically you know having locks to to the outside world has always been the most rebellious thing to do with your hair because mm-hmm. even though you know we've now grown into a place where it's not like you know it's it's a more stylized version and all that kind of thing but locking hair had all historically has been looked at as like the 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 most rebellious carefree thing that you could do you know they're not they're not looking at it as anything else or what it what it means um culturally but just like oh no you're a rebel you don't care look at you you don't even comb your hair like you know all that kind of thing so it's very interesting it's very Mm -hmm. interesting but I think just like with everything else you know we just have to as individuals we just have to like do our part and challenge ourselves and challenge the people that are around us. You know what I mean? Like be, don't be afraid to like call out your close people, your friends, your family, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like even, even amongst my family, we'll be at gatherings. And if I hear something that's like, you know, Oh, you're so black or like that type Mm -hmm. of thing. Like I'm, I'm speaking up like all the time, even if it's just this sort of like jokingly smooth sort of, kind of nonchalant sort of thing I'm definitely going to be the one to pipe up you know what I mean and challenge whoever Mm. and I think that's one thing people know about me and my family it's like I love and respect everybody but I'm not the kid that like becomes mousy around the elders like nah like you know Mm -hmm. I'm gonna challenge whatever it is you're saying doesn't matter who you are facts um but yeah anyway let's take a break and uh we'll be right back so we're back with dry cleaning the spilled tea and (laughs) i really tried to find something that's going on in toronto and i found this so ladies and gentlemen if you were ever interested in becoming a stripper at brass rail hmm, you may want to have second thoughts because yes (laughs) yes Guess what strip club got COVID? Oh, yes. 
brass rail. <laughs> you know, I think I've been into brass rail one time. And for American listeners, brass rail is a strip club in Toronto on the Young. It's on Young Street, right? Yeah, it's on Young Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on Young Street, and um, you can't miss it because. <laughs> You got these like long. It's like a two pictures or three pictures. Well, keep in mind like, these pictures are like from the eighties. Old as hell. Like they're so dusty. Like you're not popping if you're in brass rail. I don't care. Like I and don't is care. there a black? Was there a, ever a black woman on those photos? Like what I the don't hell? Think so I do not. Think it's so. always been Caucasian women. Like they not even been. an not even an Asian woman. <laughs> they have not changed those pictures since I was like a teenager, I want to say. <laughs> Sweet. But yeah, brass rail, somebody got COVID in there. And I I'm wonder if it like... was one of the dancers or if it was one of the patrons. Like, and if it was the dance, <laughs> there's just so much wrong with do... that. They need to do drive through style, like how they did it. <laughs> In the states, no. I think it was Atlanta, Fam, where they had they, a strip, they had a strip club drive-through. Oh yes, the strip club. Remember, drive-through. I showed you the photo. Oh my gosh, it was—it almost looked where like a car wash. Like, yes, where it was like it was like a railing, and you're driving through. Wow. And I think you had to pay, and then you had like one or two. You got, you were able to get two songs, and you had to keep it. <laughs> and moving. the stripper would be like right there you had to keep it moving like imagine innovative innovative yeah very innovative and then in some strip clubs um i know in in may i think it was in atlanta they were stripping with mask on and i think you were talking about bedazzled mask (laughs) wow i mean it would only make sense for your mask to to match your stripper outfit no like facts facts like i'm i'm totally here for it so yeah man brass, brass rail, rail like, the whole mess come on throw the whole place away at this point like why <laughs> do they not have the check-in station check the temperature like no, trust me I don't, I don't i don't understand i don't get it i don't get it but like i think i went to brass rail one time i've never been in one it. time and I remember seeing a girl in there stripping that I knew from high school. And I was just like, wow. Mm. Okay. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes, she was one year older than me. And um, yeah, I think I was, I was in my twenties and yeah, it was very awkward. Cause I was almost like, okay, what are you doing in here? And I was was looking at her like, well, what are you doing in here? So it was like that awkward feeling like you want to smile, but you don't know. Yeah, it was mad. It was mad weird. And I mean, hey, do what you need to do, girl, whatever. I mean, back then I kind of looked at like strippers as, oh my God, like, what are you doing type of thing? But Mm -hmm. it is what it is. But yeah, it was a really interesting situation. But yeah, that was the last time I went to brass reel like, yeah i know they I've, had remember, remember that strip club that they had back in i think they had one in the west end one time where you were able to exchange your canadian money 
for American dollar bills. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there was, um, an event that would, was happening in the West. Yes. They would bring, you know, dancers down from the U S and headliners and that sort of thing. And that was like the closest thing to like the American strip club experience that was here in Toronto, because other than that, they just, they're just lame. Like they're not popping. It's not exciting. No one's throwing up bands. Like it's not hype. Like it's really not. (laughs) like <laughs> at all at all we were trying a thing yeah we're trying a thing but it ain't for us so r.i.p to brass rail um <laughs> you know because really at this point no one's going there and you have covid like goodbye bye <laughs> goodbye like i don't want to hear like news a new surge of 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 <laughs> covid like we, we're doing good like don't let it be brass rail that brings us back to like like it's not <laughs> worth it why are you dying? Because I'm telling the truth. I'm dying. <laughs> because you, you said I hear the passion in your voice. You're like, we're doing good. Don't make brass real be the one to bring us <laughs> bring the numbers skyrocket to like 400 again. Like wagwan. But it's true. Oh my god. But in moving on to other more glamorous uh, dancing news. Speaking of booty shaking. Yeah. uh, (laughs) The WAP video, Wet Ass Pussy. Hey. Um, Cardi B and Meg The Stallion, um, you know, dropped their video and song. It's a bop, you know. It's, I feel like, was it, was, we were singing it over and over again at our video shoot like all mm-hmm. of us like remember like every every moment yes. like we just kept like singing it because it's just catchy right and mm-hmm. um but there's a lot of like i don't know people have a lot of feelings towards women being so like overtly sexual and you know all the ass and titties and and all of that and i'm just like mm-hmm. I don't know, like, what, what, what's your thought around them? First of all, people just need to really grow up, mm-hmm. like, honestly. And I've just been seeing a lot of comments. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, the language, their lyrics. Um, okay, go back, like, way, way, way back into time. I was listening to two or three podcasts last week, and they played this song from... I think the 1940s. I gotta find it and have you listen to it. And there is this woman, and you know, the song is like mad old. So you hear all like that scratching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this girl is talking about how you gotta um, lick her pussy and she likes it done this way. This was in the 1940s. Wow. She probably went to the jail. Ni- I know. I know. <laughs> and how she likes how she likes taking it and how she loves sex and how she wants it all the time and you already know it has like ding 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 that's <laughs> that, that, you know, that, that that beat like a banjo and she's talking she's singing the song oh. talking about it and i'm like if this was happening back then like why are we talking about Meg Thee Stallion and and Cardi B? Um, hello, Lil Kim. Thank hardcore. you. Like, listen, I was just gonna say, listen to the hardcore, hardcore album. Like, like, 
Kaya, Trina. Kaya, Trina. It, this is not new. And, and I feel it's so annoying because it's such a double standard. We see men rap artists whatever talk about sex and women and, and the exploitation of women and all that kind of stuff all the time in their music like it's nothing mm -hmm. and the the moment a woman wants to you know highlight her her sexuality or her preferences or whatever it is it's like it's like oh my gosh why are they being like this and i must say you know, we are big fans of the JBP and mm -hmm. particularly we love Maul, but mm -hmm. I was a little annoyed on his take in regards to being like, oh, it's a little too vulgar. And I understand the whole thing of like, you know, everyone wants the lady in the streets freaking the sheets. We all know that. That's kind of like your mm -hmm. classic combo when it comes to being the quote-unquote perfect woman. And, yes. you know, so I get that Maul is not particularly the type, you, you know, and he's been saying, like, this is his personality, where he's not particularly mm -hmm. the type to want the, like, overly sexualized woman and he just likes that cool chill vibe and all that that's understandable completely, that's completely fine we can identify with that but when he was kind of taking a tone of like you know they didn't have to be that vulgar and you know where's the self-respect it's like dude like why don't you say that to the men who do this shit too like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, it doesn't mean that they don't have self-respect. And then somebody else said on their pod that they were like, yo, Cardi B has mentioned this before. It's like, yo, she, there are dope-ass, lyrical, lyricist-ass um, rap artists, female rap artists, that you guys are not giving the time of day. Why? Because they're not showing ass and titty, and they're not talking about ass and titty. So it's like, Thanks. she's like, she she would say they are doper than me lyrically you know what i mean they got they got bars they got the pen but it's like this is the stuff that sells this is the stuff that makes numbers mm -hmm. so you're telling me that it's too much but the numbers are saying something different and i agree i just think that like us as women even just us in our own particular lives just owning our own sexuality and our own freedom of choice and that sort of thing like I'm never gonna downplay a woman who decides to do that for for her life for whatever she however she sees fit you know what I mean mm -hmm. it's just it's just whatever like it, it is what it is but it's just like the whole uproar of like them feeling like oh my god this was too much like why like calm down like it's ridiculous it's, like what it's, year are we in ridiculous thanks and and furthermore like okay meg the stallion has been talking about this type of stuff from like from time mm -hmm. but so has cardi b and everybody's getting at cardi for because it's her song and being vulgar but cardi is a full-on married woman Mm -hmm. with a child and these are the things that she's talking about what she does with her husband and like it's her it's her business like yeah. i mean at the end of the day how she wants to talk about it whatever whatever that is her prerogative and this like, is not what new, is the issue this is not new to cardi's personality Thanks. 
or her brand. Know. She's always been know. this. She's been very vocal about come, you know, having a a strip stripper background, you know, all of that. She's been very vocal. So it's it's all on brand for her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like it's just like and that's also how I look at like a Beyonce when it comes to like sexuality she's a grown-ass woman with three whole ass kids a whole ass marriage a whole ass empire but you gonna still see her getting her sexy on and there's nothing wrong absolutely do you think that women need to like lose that once they become married or become unavailable or have children like absolutely not exactly and one last point Mm -hmm. people are just like oh you know it's raunchy it's this it's that where's the self-respect but then you have artists like say rhapsody who's a rapper who Mm -hmm. does conscious music and doesn't talk about sex talks about real issues and so on but a lot of people don't really give her a lot of play Mm -hmm. so it's just like they say that she's not sexy enough She doesn't um, give that sex appeal. So (laughs) in the words of, I think, who always says it? Is it Uchiwali or is it one mic? Like, which one (laughs) is it? Right, (laughs) exactly. Which one is it? Like, (laughs) what's the the problem? Because, I mean, if it's conscious music or if it's something that you're looking for where it's less sexy, then why don't you go give Rhapsody some play? Why don't Mm -hmm. you go listen to her music? Like, people are weird. People are weird. are weird, man. I like Uchiwali and I like One Mic. Like, Thanks. period. Period. Thanks. It depends on the day of the week and the mood. Like, at the end of Thanks. the day. Because, like, it's so funny. My, like, go-to all-time favorite, like, hood, hood rat song is Uchiwali. Thanks. You know, it's right up there with <laughs> Kaya. It's right up there with Put It In My Mouth. All them classics. Mm-hmm. Like, I love all that ratchet shit. Like, you know what I mean? But, like, you know, we could do the other side of things, too. Like, hello. As we you could know, worship and pray. Hello. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> we should, we could wings and pizza, too. <laughs> <laughs> when okay, you what? told me worship and pray, I was um. done. <laughs> But randomly, have you heard the unedited, well, not unedited, the um, radio version of WAP? Yes. It is. I listened, I was listening to 93.7 um, yesterday. <laughs> they were playing it. <laughs> why? The amount of times they had to bleep out. We it's like, it. why <laughs> even bother at this point? All you hear is, when they're talking about wet ass pussy, all you hear is talking about this wet 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 i'm like okay oh, like you just killed the whole song like shut up because they don't want to put wet a good she because i think that's another um edited version yeah but, that was yeah YouTube all you hear is wet 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 so, so you like, can't this is so weird. you can't say gushy either like you yeah know, you're not even saying gushy that's lame bro. not even saying gushy and all you hear is beep beep it like it's just, it's so it's so I'm just like why off. even give this airplay? Yeah. Don't give it airplay. Exactly. Well, anyway, that's our that's our WAP. We need a uh, we need a we need a WAP for podcasts. Hold on. You said that's our WAP. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make it for podcasting. Wait. You said that's our WAP. Really? 
Oh my gosh. Just <laughs> I was trying to come up with something. Uh, okay, I'll have it for the next time. <laughs> so mess. But what why? You see, you're not owning your WAP. You're not- <laughs> tears that I was shutting. Off <laughs> <laughs> figure tip. Off figure tip. All right. Let me think for a second. Okay. So I think what I want to say in regards to an off figure tip, um, something that I've learned more specifically in doing the whole um, directing of music videos and and now uh, short films recently is, I mentioned this earlier, but I'll say it again, honor people's capacity, Mm -hmm. including your own. But in particular, if somebody is not confident in their ability to do something, it's okay to... I mean, there's that thin line between like helping somebody see that they can that they can stretch and they can grow in this area and believing in them. And then there's a there's a there's a thin line between that and then there's a thin line between and in regards to like just honoring like, yo, I don't do this. I don't know how to do this. I'm not comfortable with doing this and letting it go. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because like we've had the experience of somebody saying they want to be hired for a particular position or role and then them just Mm -hmm. tapping out them not having the endurance or the capacity Mm -hmm. or the confidence to do whatever they were being asked to do you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of just like if you're if if we have a conversation and you are and I can sense that you're you're not comfortable or you're just trying to please me by making it seem like you're comfortable. It's like, nah, like, so, so my advice is to just pick up on those cues and not just like be so quick to thrust everybody into particular positions because on the day people will freeze up on you and then you, you will have to pivot. You know what I mean? But because you're so eager to get your vision across, sometimes you'll just kind of throw people in any which place and it doesn't always work. So it's really important to have real clear conversations, you know, make sure everything that you are asking for, make sure they know versus popping and springing things up on the day. You know what I mean? Like for Mm -hmm. example, um, you know, we're shooting our short film in, in Hamilton on one day. And when I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, casting and crewing, that's something I have to say, you know what I mean? Like I I was jokingly doing it with you where it's like, Oh, by the way, we're in Hamilton, but like, you're like my people's like, I can, like, Mm -hmm. I know that I can like, you know what I mean? Talk to you and whatever. But it's like, when it comes to like casting, it's like, I have to say like, Hey, I really want you for this role. This is what we can pay um, mm-hmm. and also we are shooting in Hamilton. Do you drive? Yes. Can you get there? Like these types of things, because it's like, dude, like you, you'll just be 
you will be the one disappointed when somebody can't live up to what you've asked them to do because you've, mm-hmm. you've aborted the mm-hmm. fine details and the fine print, you know? And so I'm just learning in, in being in position to hire and all the type of stuff. It's important to just really lay out there. Hey, I'm gonna need you. We film for 12 hour minimums. Can you mm-hmm. handle that? You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that, that would just be like my advice to anyone in, in whatever field you're in, whatever you're asking somebody to come on board with you, with just make sure they have the full details and you're transparent from the very beginning i agree and i mean hmm. (laughs) i am let me not say anything but you already know you already know how i feel about that so i'm gonna keep i'm gonna leave that right there (laughs) because we ain't gonna bleep out anything but um i you already know but i i feel you one thousand percent like if you can't do something, just say you can't do it. Like, mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm. just do it because, oh, it's a great opportunity. And even though you don't have maybe the mental capacity to do it or you're struggling in it and so on, that is going to show. Like, unless mm-hmm. you can really fake it, <laughs> yeah, it's going to show. Like, I've been, put, I've been put in situations before where I was unsure on how to do certain things. Hello, the city line stuff that mm-hmm. I do. Like mm-hmm. the first thing they said when I was doing the stuff from home is, okay, do you have all this equipment or can you get it? Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. you can't get it, let us know when you can and when you're able to, because we can't come over there right now mm-hmm. because we're still practicing social distancing. So I had to figure it out and I sat with myself for like two weeks, mm-hmm. really thinking about this opportunity. Like, could I handle it? It's TV. How am I going to feel? Da-da-da-da-da. Like all of those things really came into play with me. And if I honestly couldn't do it, I would say no. And mm-hmm. I've stopped opportunities from happening, big opportunities from happening, even in working in film. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember there was something last year where um, – a costume designer contacted me and asked me she was like you know I really need you for this position it's a lot of work it's strenuous you need to know this you need to do this and so on and you know we have that thing called sync on set Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so on like I'm not really familiar in that because you you stayed in that costume world Mm -hmm. um, longer than I have I've kind of came out of it and went into more visual display and Mm -hmm. then I've gotten back into costumes so when it comes on to sync on set I've only done it maybe once Mm -hmm. so I'm not really familiar with it and I remember telling I'm just like honestly as much as I would love this opportunity I can't do it like Mm -hmm. I I know I know myself and I don't want to be struggling trying to like figure it out when I know like in film things go like fast like you got to be on your feet you got to think quick and so on I don't want to be the person where somebody needs to babysit me when they could have got somebody who's fully capable yeah and that takes that mm -hmm. takes a lot of maturity and self-awareness to know Mm -hmm. what your capacity is and if you can't do that that in itself is honorable that in itself is something that would have somebody hire you next time for something else exactly you know what i mean um yeah and just a, a small example of that for myself as well like you know right now they're crewing up a bunch of shows and you know i'm getting calls and emails left writing center in regards to me coming on shows 
to do buying. And one designer hit me up and, you know, she was really real with me. She's like, you know what? I'd love to have you on as a third buyer because I know that you run your production company. I know that you act. I know that you direct. I know that you write. So I know that costumes is kind of just your means of financing your own real goals. So I don't want you to come on and have too much responsibility in a position in case you need to leave to pursue your own things. And that was like mm-hmm. the most noble thing that somebody could say to me in in the film industry because you recognize um that I have my own shit going on and you respect mm-hmm. that and and you want to crew your show to where Sharona's not going to leave you high and dry. And I want to I wanna be able to present myself in the capacity where I'm not going to leave you high and dry if I need to move on, you know? Uh, so it, it's so important to just like keep it 100 from the gate and not be so fearful of like, oh my God, if I say the wrong thing, they're not going to want to work with me. Like, nah, like those, those days are done. Like it's better to just keep it 100 at the end of the day. Agreed. But um, yeah, this was cute. Thank you guys yes. for listening. Um, once again, joining us behind the stage, where we just digress and regroup and recharge and go back into another busy ass week. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hit us up Instagram. You know the drill behind the stage um on ig the with an a for any new listeners hit us up questions comments of things that you want us to talk about on the pod or you know any kind of thing like that you can send us an email as well behind the stage at gmail.com yes 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 and um yeah guys hit us up comments um dms we love to hear from you um even if you have any like pod topics, we're totally open to that mm-hmm. as well. And we, I will leave with a quote. Um, this is actually um, a quote from um, Tracy Moore in the oh. Chatelaine magazine coming out September. <laughs> I mean, coming out in August, I should say. Wow. August 27th. <laughs> September issue coming out in August. All right. There we go. There we go. Yes. There we go. There we go. <laughs> And um, it's actually in the words of um, James Baldwin, to be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a rage almost all of the time. Mm. And yeah, Mm -hmm. that really stuck with me. Super Mm -hmm. powerful. And um, yeah, yeah, it's dope. It's dope. So thank you guys. Until next time.